Hello, welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo. I am the film critic for the website Quipster.net. I've been doing film reviews for 20 years. You can read all of my work, 3,900 film reviews to choose from anytime. Go to my website, Quipster.net, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. Today I'm going to be reviewing the second film in the Jack Reacher series. It's called Jack Reacher, Never Go Back, an action thriller, of course. It's PG-13 rated, unlike the first one, for sequences of violence and action, some bloody images, language, and thematic elements. The first one was an R-rated film. This one runs an hour and 58 minutes. Tom Cruise returns as the titular hero. Colby Smulders, Danica Yarosh, Patrick Heisinger, Aldous Hodge, Holt McElhaney, Robert Nepper and Madeline Horcher are in the supporting cast. The director is Edward Zwick, who also contributes to the screenplay, along with Richard Wank and Marshall Herskovitz. It's based on the book Never Go Back by Lee Child, which I believe is the 18th book in the Jack Reacher novel series. This film, Jack Reacher Never Go Back, is continuing the saga that was born from those novels by Lee Childs of the kick-ass drifter who ends up getting embroiled in yet another plot that requires him to use his abilities to stare down bad guys and rip open cans of whoop-ass in order to ultimately disentangle himself and all that is good from inevitable harm's way. This is a sequel to the 2012 film Jack Reacher, of course. That one did merely okay at the box office, but I guess Cruz was hoping that the second time around it would pick up some traction, thinking that maybe there was enough fan fervor in the home video and cable market to drum up a little bit more interest this time around. However, this film is so generic in its delivery, I don't think anybody who has not seen the 2012 film has to really bother to go back in order for this follow-up to make sense, although I do think that it should be noted that the first film is modestly competent in ways that Never Go Back is mostly not. So I would say if you haven't seen the first film, watch the first film. Really, I don't think that there's a need to come back and see this sequel because I don't think that it adds more worth going out of your way to see in the theaters anyway. Maybe for a $1 flyer on Redbox. Mm, Maybe. Tom Cruise here, he's returning, of course, as Jack Reacher. He travels to Washington, D.C. to meet up with this attractive military police officer named Major Susan Turner, played by Colby Smulders. Reacher reaches her office only to find that Turner has been discharged from her duties and has been arrested for espionage in connection with the killing of two American soldiers in Afghanistan. What's worse, Jack Reacher also becomes a suspect himself, linked to the murder of Turner's defense lawyer, and he gets apprehended. Sensing an obvious frame job from within the military itself, Reacher and Turner have little choice but to go on the run in New Orleans and clear their own names by rooting out the source of the conspiracy involving a suspicious arms-dealing corporation before they, or the runaway teenager named Samantha, who could be Reacher's daughter, end up becoming the next victims. Now, with this second entry, out is the first film's director, Christopher McQuarrie. McQuarrie, of course, impressed Cruz enough for him to be given the reins of the most recent entry in the Mission Impossible series, Rogue Nation. He delivered that one to big success. Unfortunately, he's not returning here. Replacing McQuarrie is veteran director Edward Zwick. Nothing to sneeze at, certainly. He worked with Cruz before in The Last Samurai, a film I enjoyed very much. He's directed films like Glory and Courage Under Fire and a lot of excellent films. Certainly, it's cause for rejoicing, usually, if Edward Zwick's name is on the credits. But Zwick is ostensibly brought into the series 
perhaps to handle the softening of Jack Reacher's harder edges. While Zwick is very experienced in delivering compelling drama, he's done it time and again throughout his career, I do think that the handling of the tense action and some of the suspense that's necessary for this film to work for prolonged periods, that's not really his strong suit, and that results in Never Go Back, feeling like it has a very generic follow-through. It's barely distinguishable from a dozen other Hollywood efforts done by less experienced Helmers over the last decade, maybe even beyond. I think the Bourne films are an obvious influence on the Jack Reacher series, and that continues here. You know, along these lines, it has emphasis on prolonged chase sequences. The protagonists walk or run from location to location with quick cuts and a little bit of shaking cam, not as much as in the Bourne series. It's punctuated by hand-to-hand combat, you have men fighting from low-rise rooftops, usually falling on each other. The clues end up being both convenient and sometimes unexplainable in order to keep the film always moving, never really slowing down enough for us to start finding the logic loopholes in the plot. Now, much of that plot plays out like a procedural actioner from the 1980s or 1990s films. You know, a lot of these movies where the hero regularly makes threats to the bad guys while within seemingly no-win situations, and then he proceeds to carry out those threats to a T. It's the kind of muscle-headed actioner that you could easily envision someone like Arnie or Sylvester Stallone or Steven Seagal starring in in their heyday. You know, those kinds of movies that play ad nauseum on TBS every other night of the week. And while Tom Cruise certainly pulls off more intelligence and charisma than any character that you'd find in one of those formula films with those other stars... Never Go Back still frustrates in that regard because it rarely requires the actor to stretch beyond his taciturn nature to deliver many emotional beats other than being barely tolerant or outright pissed off. The supporting cast, Beyond Cruise, that's a bit of a liability, you know, particularly in the introduction of this very high-strung teenage girl character. It's ostensibly here to bring some levity, perhaps a protective side from Jack Reacher that we haven't seen before. But it ends up mostly serving to annoy due to her petulant personality. She has this inability to follow instructions even when her life is in danger. It's more of that kind of stuff where she inevitably will become a damsel in distress. And that is telegraphed well early in the film. You see in this one particular scene, Sam is being taught this maneuver to get herself out of a jam while being taken hostage at gunpoint. Just practice on what to do should this ever happen and the inevitability of this occurring in the climax is secure as soon as you see this occur colby smolders on the other hand she does fare a little bit better in playing this military leader that's nearly as capable as jack reacher himself in the kick-ass department she does add a bit of romantic tension but there really isn't much of a character there for smolders to sink her teeth into beyond whatever is needed for specific scenes. She's there mostly to entice this lone wolf Jack Reacher to accept the possibility of a family dynamic. If he could find a woman and child willing to do what he does, which is to run and jump and get pissed, then perhaps he could be on the run with them and they can all solve crimes together, I guess. Now with cartoonish heavies, these plot points that exist merely to get the characters to the next plot twist and this low-aiming action set piece formula on the agenda. Jack Reacher never go back. It coasts almost wholly on Cruz's charisma within this action vehicle, which, given that Jack Reacher only has a couple of discernible personality traits, gets very tired very quickly. And while the first film certainly delivers moderate entertainment... This sequel, unfortunately, delivers its ultimate message to fans within the title, telling us to not go back, never go back, for round two 
in this series. I'm giving Jack Reacher Never Go Back two and a half stars out of four. And two and a half stars on my scale means that I do think that it had the tools, it had the talent here. You have a very charismatic, action-oriented star in Tom Cruise. Edwards Wick has made a lot of my favorite films from the 1980s to 1990s. Certainly a reason to be hopeful. Kobe Smulders is welcome as a potential action hero to go along toe-to-toe with Jack Reacher and fight along with him. Everything is built to run on this well-oiled formula, and yet it's just too derivative. There's never any inspiration within the story to make it exceptional. It's just a fairly standard action thriller plot that just whisks you from set piece to set piece with a lot of plotting and very minimal characterizations. At two hours in length, it seems a little bit too long. I can't quite recommend it, except for the most staunch of action thriller fans and perhaps some Tom Cruise apologists. It's ultimately a very forgettable film. Two and a half stars for Jack Reacher. Never go back. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I do hope that you enjoyed this review. If you did, I do encourage you to click the subscribe button if you haven't done so already. And if you've been listening a while and you want to support the show, the best way you can do that is to go to iTunes, leave a review, and let other people know that this is a show worth checking out. You can also leave a donation if you want to support the show financially by going to patreon.com slash quipster. So until next time, even if you go out and see Jack Reacher never go back, I do hope that you ultimately enjoy your time. And if you did, I do want to hear what you have to say. You can go to my website and find my contact information, as well as links to my Twitter feed and Facebook page. You can get in touch with me any of those ways, and I look forward to hearing from you soon. Quipster.net is where to go. Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net.